0: Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk I have enough stuff here for about five Sundays, all right, on this Evernote thing, which is good. Um... The frustrating thing is sometimes is that I say none of it. I mean, you know, it's not really that frustrating, but um, so I just find it very amusing. You know. So I'm going to read out. We're going to have we're going to have some response, right? And then we're going to have some worship. Is that okay? So I'm going to. So we're going to have a bit of ministry while the worship's going on. Yeah, multitasking. I'm just asking God. And he really wants me to kind of go for it up front, so there we go, All right. we'll do that, we'll do that, so that's good. Right, so, what I'm going to do first, is I'm going to read something really great from my new Bible, our new Bible, sorry Juliet, it's our new Bible. So I have a Passion Translation Bible, so does Nick. All right, and it's got a foreword by Bill Johnson that I haven't read yet because Juliet had it while I was in Singapore. She brought it out to Dubai, but I didn't read it because I was with Juliet. Well, I mean, I did read it, but but you know, you know what it is, you know. (laughs) Too much information. Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to read from Ephesians two. before, just before the bit that Nick did this morning, I just was struck by it. It says, Ephesians 2 verse 10, We have become his poetry. We have become his, God's poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus. This is the connection. The Anointed One. And the footnote talks about is the fact that our lives are the beautiful poetry written by God that will speak forth all that He desires in life. That's you and me. Wow. So I don't know what day you've had, whether you feel on top of a mountain or in the middle of a valley but actually, this is the word of life. This is the word of truth. And no matter what the enemies try to get you to buy into, this is the truth. And if that this doesn't make you feel special my goodness, this is amazing, isn't it? That we are God's poetry. It's beautiful. Colin, you're beautiful. Shirley, you're beautiful, particularly in that blue shirt. (laughs) Joyce, you're beautiful. (laughs) So isn't that good? Yeah? Yeah, that's amazing. So, I'm going to read something from um, Isaiah, we're going to talk about we, the, the, tonight, something about doors and gates, and we're going to, I'm going to talk about some heavenly encounters, I've got some scripture to go with it, if that's the way that I sense that God's going. Um, wow, but I actually can't find the scripture now, here we go, here we go. alrighty. For those that were here um, at Sol on Friday, week last Friday, with the Bethel team, um, they came with uh, a word about um, restoration, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 61. And, uh, whoa, and um, there's a a verse in Isaiah 49, verse 8 and 9. And um, it says... This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, I will answer you. And in the day of salvation, I will help you. So if you want answers, you want help. Today's the day. It's the right time. It's the right day. Yeah? I will keep you and make you, will make you to be a covenant for the people, to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritances. And the message says to put the land in order and to resettle families on the ruined properties. Right? We know that's going on in the natural, right? We see a lot of that stuff in the world at the minute because that is reflecting some of the spiritual as well. So, God, so where there are ruined properties, where families need resettling, God will do that. And the scripture continues in verse 9, To say to the captives, come out and to those in darkness be free. Hmm, wow. And when it says to reassign desolate inheritances, here are some of the things that it it might mean. So when you reassign something, it means that actually what was assigned for someone which was not fulfilled can be reassigned to you because the promise on that land is still the same promise. Does that make sense? To reassign desolate inheritances. So this is where the generational thing comes in. So where the things that have been promised to a certain generation, and for some reason that hasn't been walked out, the promise for that land is still, that inheritance for that land is still there. Even though temporarily, the people or the person might have actually died by now because they didn't see the fulfillment of that. So that inheritance is reassigned to you. Yeah? Because we know that actually the promise for the land is still a yes. Yeah? As we know... When we walk through this land and we think about the, you know, the Celtic Christians and everything else, the promises of the land to be unlocked are still there. And they haven't been all fulfilled because actually we would see this whole country in revival. Fires of the North. So what does that say about you and me? There's an inheritance actually to have of the land which actually needs reassigning. And it might be, it might be that what you notice and what frustrates you when you walk up and down a particular street or a land or anything like that and you find yourself saying, God, why isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? Why is, you know, this the, the, you know, the, the street used to be nice and it's not anymore and these shops are selling this sort of rubbish and all this sort of stuff and it's all going downhill and everything else. God actually might be saying, because, Mark... I just need people who will actually say, I'll have that inheritance. I will have that reassigned to me. Might it be you're the answer to your own prayer? Just just putting that out there. Yeah, just putting that out there. So tonight is a time that God will answer us. That scripture says about the salvation, personal salvation, but the salvation of an area, a region, a street, a geographical area is for us. And if it hasn't been, if it was assigned to someone else and they're no longer there, or they've decided that actually, I'm God, I'm just going to turn my back on all of that," or that actually they simply just passed away. Pick up that baton and say, "I'll have that, I'll have that." Can you imagine if all of us in this room picked up that baton and were reassigned? All the streets that we're in and the places we work and everything else, you know, and we said, okay, let's just set this whole thing alight. Next Sunday we would have a lot of testimonies. So can I give you a quick testimony of 35 minutes of my life that I had in Singapore? So I went out last Sunday afternoon uh, and I was doing work, and it went really well, and it went really, really well. Um, so thank you for, for those who were praying. It, w- it was fantastic. So um, I was organising something to do with Australia, um, uh, Malaysia, UK, and Singapore. And it went very well. And, and then I was speaking at L'Oreal the next day, and then I had to get a plane to Dubai where Juliette and I were meeting, and I had very little time. So the thought crossed my mind, I mailed um, the pastor of a a small church in Singapore that I'd met in January when I was over there and and actually bumped into them. They were praying on the streets like Saul does with dream interpretation and prayers for healing and all that sort of stuff and I thought I have very little time. In fact, I worked. Out I had. I would have. By the time I get into the city, I would have 35 minutes before I'd have to then get on the metro to go back to the hotel because a car was picking me up at 20 past 10 in the evening. So I got there at 20 to 9, and I had to leave at quarter past to get back to the hotel for 5 to 10, enough time to change, get to the limo, 20 past 10. Right? This is an Emirates thing. It's, they send you limos on business classes. It's really nice, big black limos. But anyway, there we go. Forget the black limo, all right? Generation game, I'll have one of them. Okay. All right, I'm waiting for the black limo. Um, so, 35 minutes. Met, met the, the church, they were there, they gave me um, a flashing board that said uh, dream interpretation. I was, I, was, I was so happy. I had this board, said dream interpretation. There were lights flashing on and off, it was great. Um, we were in the, 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 the densest population of tourists in Clark Quay in Singapore, if you know it, so people going to and fro and um, so in 35 minutes, we talked to a lot of people who were sitting around and stuff like that, but um, one guy um, uh, who wasn't really interested until um, I said, you've got a bad back. Uh, prayed for him uh, three times. Each time his back got better and the third time was completely healed. He was very happy, very, very totally happy. Then we were talking to some uh, Chinese tourists and they eventually said, no, they were fine. But a, um, I'll pray. There, was another, there was another guy with a bad back got healed as well. But there was, a, there was this, this guy, this, a couple of guys from Vietnam were listening to us and um, said... Um, what are you? What are you offering? I said, well, we're offering free prayer, and uh, and I, and and for some reason, I just said, and you've got a bad back, just here, and he said, yes, that's right, and uh, I said, well, we'll pray for you. So he ran round this whole block to get to us because because otherwise it was quite a high wall separating us, and again, um, over th- three three prayers, um, he went from a seven out of ten completely healed, right, which was fantastic. He did, and and actually, and then he said because we were kind of interviewing him after, he said, every time that uh, I put my hand on his back, he felt energy go through his body. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. He said, but it was like amazing energy. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. He said, but it was like really, really am- amazing energy. And it's the Holy Spirit. I said, well, you've got God on the outside. Would you like God on the inside? Would you like Jesus? Would you like this, this kind of, um, this?" and it was, he was talking about peace. And I said, would you like this 24-7? And he said, is that allowed? Because I'm a Buddhist. And as, and he was a Buddhist from Vietnam. Uh, he was a tourist. He was just a tourist. And um, I said, yeah. I said, you just invite Jesus into your life, and he'll sort out everything else. You know, stuff that needs to leave, li- st- <laughs> stuff that needs to leave will leave, and stuff that needs to come in will come in. You know, uh, I, you know, I didn't give him the whole. 10 point about world religions and all that sort of stuff. And because he, he, you know, I said, This is Jesus, da, da, this is it. And I said, So it's up to you. You don't have to repeat any of this prayer. At any point you feel uncomfortable, just say you're not. And he said, No, no, I'm fine. It was, uh, um, it was quite, quite an educated guy, actually, we found out afterwards. And it was quite interesting, his, his, his backstory. But um, so, yeah. So um, he received um, Jesus into his life right there and then. And, and, like, totally filled the Holy Spirit. So it was, like, energy all there all the time, not just in waves, you know. And um, so the pastor was happy. The church I was with was happy. I looked at my watch. I, I was happy until I saw the time, you know. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I've got to go, you know. It's like I was still happy, but, you know, I thought I've got to go. So I left. We got a picture, which I put up on Facebook. Um, and he's the guy in the middle, the guy, the Vietnamese guy. And I just left him with the pastor, and they were going to, uh, you know, ministering to him further and stuff at um, and then just got back in time got my got my flight and all that but you know 35 minutes and so the words that the angel said to Gideon comes to mind go with the strength that you have Jesus said to the to the little boy what have you got in your hands you know some fish and a bit of bread I had 35 minutes in my hands So what is my response? You know, you know. My response is: What responsibility do I have? I say yes to Jesus because Jesus doesn't force me to say yes, and I choose to sow my presence into His presence, which means I go somewhere. I have choice over that. So I had 35 minutes of my life in my hands, and my choice was to say. Jesus, this is all I have. I have 35 minutes. So the pastor said to the guy, God has brought Mark over from England for you tonight, for this 35-minute window to lead you to Jesus because you've come all the way from Vietnam. If you work that out, the chances of that are pretty minute. We have a choice. And it isn't always on volume. I have three hours. Of course I can go. I've got lots of time. I have 35 minutes. Is it worth it? Clearly nobody else in this room has ever said that. They said, oh, I only have 35 minutes. Is it worth it? No, it is, you know, And you argue yourself out. So I hope that's encouraged you yeah, ha, and it's given you time to think about your inheritance, the inheritance that you want reassigned, so we're going to have the worship team up in a minute, um, and this is part, this is part of the preach, all right, so whatever closest I get to preaching, I'm not sure if I've ever, um, so I've got some words as well, because God wants them now, he doesn't want them later, yeah, is that all right? So um, when the worship team get up, to um, uh, Natasha brings up everybody to worship. Um, I'd like you to come forward if that scripture from Isaiah spoke to you. Yeah, about reassigning. Yeah, those inheritances. About rebuilding and resettling families, as it were, metaphorically. Um, if I wasn't praying with people, I would be in the line. That I've asked God already, so I'm. I've said yes to that, and also um, there's some words that God gave me somewhere between um, Dubai and here, and I can't tell you where, but it was somewhere um, yesterday uh, in a plane, and um, it was one was um, uh, something about jang- I hear jangling keys. So I'm talking about, after the worship, we'll join the worship Something I'm going to just talk a little bit about keys and doors, if we get any time. If not, I won't. Um, but um, there's something about jangling keys. And, and the sound made you kind of, the sound of jangling keys um, makes you anxious or frightened, almost like a jailer's keys would do. Yeah? So you know when a jailer shakes his keys... You know, and you go, oh, oh, that's, that's a prison. That's kind of prison. So it might be something to do with prison, but it might be something to, to be where you feel trapped. Um, lose, and, 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 and So that's the first thing, but also about the fact that if you have a, a, a kind of constant thing about losing or worrying about losing your keys. I'd love to pray with you because there's a word to go with that. There's something about a yellow jumper and a memory that you have with that. Okay, so clearly no one's wearing a yellow jumper tonight, um, but um, although that's kind of yellowy green, but but we're talking yellow. so you've got a yellow jumper. could have been when you were younger, and there's something about that you have a memory with that, so if that means anything, I'd like to to set the third this is the conveyor belt. all right, this is the conveyor belt. Um, the other one is a, uh, I just saw a parrot, all right, <laughs> parrot. Whatever that means to you, you think, oh, yes, that's for me. I'm not going to say anything more because Alan's covering his eyes thinking, oh my goodness, he's lost it. <laughs> All right, it's a parrot. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, we celebrate risk. So if I don't say these things, Yeah? Couple of numbers, 4278. This is not bingo, alright? If, if, if it's, it's like right? so, so if it's your first time and you've never heard me before in your life, alright, I am not playing bingo now, alright? Right, so the numbers 4278 might mean something to you. Um, they could be, um, for example, 4th of February 1978. You know, fourth of the second, not seventy-eight. It could be some numbers on your credit card, could be part of your sort code, could be an important date or something like that where you met a significant other. All right. Um, and so, in that light, I have also. Sorry, four two seven eight. Right, nine seven six five. Do not shout house at any point in this. all right? <laughs> I'll get into trouble not having bingo night yet no i don't think i've ever played i haven't played bingo since it was about 10 so anyway and those compendium games remember the compendium games that you used to buy that used to lose all that lose all the pieces after about 2 weeks okay 9765 i was in january in in australia doing a prophetic evening with hillsong church and um, had very specific numbers like this. And um, there was only one number that wasn't claimed. And it was these four, num- four numbers. I can't remember what they were. I've got it written down somewhere. And I'm thinking, okay, God, it's fine. We celebrate risk. You know, I, I did it. I I risked. Yay, Jesus. You know, Yay, Jesus. Yeah, um, Which I'm very happy with, to be honest. Um, and anyway, this guy who'd been totally kind of hammered by God. And he was lying in the river. And I got people doing blindfold prophecy. and And people were coming late and somebody was healed of something I had in the 1980s, you know, came into the room and I saw three seers uh, from the Hillsong Church as they came in. I just held them by the hand and they fell over as I held their hands. And like they were falling on sofas and stuff like that. And I'm saying, you know, like God, you know, like, I, I, you know, can, can we do this slowly? You know, do they have to fall down straight away? Can they, can they not just like have a cup of tea first, then fall up? You know, anyway, um, when the guy got up, uh, he, he opened his wallet and actually, so those phone numbers were actually his credit card number. So, so actually, he got whacked again because those numbers meant something. So those numbers, I know there's a blessing in those. God's actually tell me what those numbers refer to, all right? In terms of you know, uh, anyway, if I start telling you now, then then you'll all want that. You know, so, uh, right? Is that all right? And then the last thing is, um, hmm, a lost pearl. A lost pearl. So that's good. So we'll have some worship, Natasha, if we may, and then uh, we'll have a break. And I'm gonna—I'd love to talk to you about a couple of doors in heaven. And uh, is that all right? And a bit of scripture to go with that. So. And actually, if this refers to any of the worship team, you can receive and then go and play. But, you know, don't let that, the fact that you're walking onto there stop you. So if you want to respond, thank you, Richard. Yeah. Um, uh, stay here. Yeah? Sorry? <laughs> actually, I did get, I actually have had people sort of pin codes for their bank accounts. But people only come up to me afterwards. So if it is your pin code, don't shout out, that's my pin code, all right? Because then you'll have to change it, all right? Um, so as we just so we're just let's let's just um, ask God to search us and seek us out you know and then we'll, and then the guys will start worship and if any of those things mean anything to you I'm here sure going to help me um, and we're going to minister to you how about that so don't be shy so Lord God we just thank you for your love we thank you for your grace we thank you, Father God, for the love that you have for us. So, Father God, come right now. Father God, come right now. We just thank you for your everlasting arms of love. So, Lord Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, come and fill us up right now to overflowing. Hmm. Fill every cell of our body holy spirit seek out seek out every chamber in our heart as it were and knock on the doors of our heart that have not been opened for a long time to you and we say we open those doors right now to you holy spirit and we say come on in come on in bring the light of jesus in right now so light of jesus come darkness go thank you god thank you jesus for your blood thank you Thank you for your life, your death, your resurrection, the blood that speaks liberty, freedom over our lives. Cancelling of sins, everlasting life. And angels of God, we just thank you. We thank you for the angels that are here already. We ask for more. We ask for more. Lord God, we just thank you that actually when we had um, Saul that night... Before I even mention about people smelling charcoal with the seraphim that were coming on, that's based on Isaiah 6, that several people came up to me and said, I started smelling charcoal about four minutes before you actually mentioned it. So, Lord God, we just thank you. Angels of God, come right now. And we thank you, Lord God, that it says in your scripture, in Ephesians 2, verse 13, that it says, Everything is new. Look at you now. Everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You have actually been united to Christ, connected to Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, Natasha. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you're doing right now. We thank you for the, the amazing uh, testimonies that I've heard. I don't know what Shola's heard, but Lord God, we just thank you that you're at work. We just thank you, Father God, that... Um, we just thank you, Lord God, that, that, that parrot was claimed. <laughs> thank you, God, and other things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Uh, Whoa. Wow. Lord, thank you that, that you allow me to cry about these things. Like the parrot, the yellow jumper, and all these things. That I cry when I get them, so I don't cry when I'm saying them, because I'd never function. You, I would never get it out. I would, I would be a mess after 60 seconds, so God, just thank you. I'm not making light of this, because, because the words that I read out, I, I, I weep about uh, significantly. Um, so Lord God, just thank you. Wow. Wow. Thank you that it's not an accident. that these words were said and we're all here in this place to respond ha to the songs of heaven and the rhythms of his grace the rhythms of his grace so i want to share with you and we'll just let the worship go on because this is worship. I just want to talk to you about one of the doors in heaven that I encountered a few months ago. For those that didn't hear the tape, I talked about a pink door. And um I just sense that that God is wanting for me to talk about the red door tonight. Just because of the scripture that we had that this morning from Ephesians. So I'm reading it again, how we've been brought delicately close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus we have been united, connected with Christ. And it's all about the blood. Amen. Wow. And somebody needs to know tonight that their chief weapon is love. so put down the weapon you've got because that's not going to help you put it down because your chief weapon is love and the thing about love and the love of God is that you're surrounded by it it's in you, around you, before you, after you this is a weapon that actually comes from you and is, 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 is actually lives in you. It's the love of God, through Jesus. And you are made to be in the heavenly realms. We've learned that through the Ephesians passage, that we begin every blessing in those heavenly realms. That in Revelation, John heard a voice saying, Come up here. It wasn't like if you've got time, if you have the inclination, if you're not doing anything, if you finished that book you were reading, if you could press pause on that favourite television programme that you just happened to be watching. It wasn't like if you have time, it's like saying, Come up here. It's like a command. God knows what is best for us. Hmm. So today is the twenty second of April. And three weeks ago, Claire McCourt, who's WhatsApp me and haven't actually read it yet. <laughs> about 10 minutes ago. So I will read it to find out if I'm on track. Because I, I need a lot of help. You know, I get lots of help. I ask God for help. He gets people to WhatsApp me all the time with the right things. And I just read it out. Ha! Isaiah 22:22 says, because this is the 22nd of April. Shaka. I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut. Shai. And what he shuts, no one can open. What is it about that scripture we do not understand because that is so clear? Shall I read it again? What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. So might I suggest that if God has shut a door to you, let go of the handle. Let go of the handle, because it ain't going to open. This is not complicated. It'll wear you out, it'll make you grumpy, and then you'll start feeling sorry for yourself. And it'll all be, be about self hey isn't that a good season when one door shuts so that a door can open and the wisdom and the strategy is knowing when to let go of the handle of that door to take the handle of the door that is being opened that has been shut for a while and now you can feel the breeze coming through that door the breeze of opportunity the wind of heaven the sound of the angelic wings and the fire and the wind that the Bible talks about, the angels that are saying we are here to help you you know that breeze? that's the door to grasp the handle of because it is now open grumpiness flees hey because is isn't that a part of Isaiah 35 the highway of holiness we're on the right track and at the end it says sorrow and sighing will flee from you and joy and gladness will follow you yes yes happy days that speaks to me of ease Freedom, knowing the fact that God can actually give you so much favor that it's embarrassing because he knows that you will say actually all it was is I just opened the door. I, just, I didn't open the door, I grasped the handle of the door that was opening and I just stopped tugging at the door that has been closed for quite some time and it's been wearing me out. Proverbs 8.34 says, Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me, find life and receive favour from the Lord. That's a good doorway to stand by, isn't it? Hearing the footsteps of Jesus and the excitement of the lover of our soul, and your heart beats so quickly because you're going to say, What's he going to say today? What's he going to say today? Life and favor. Another door, I stand at the door and knock, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Vietnamese Buddhist, that's what he did. That's a good door to open. And God will give you the keys To open doors in situations that have been closed for some time. That is part of this inheritance that we've been talking about in Isaiah. One lady said to me, that scripture had been given to her three times in the last week or something like that. A lot of us would like more money. Yeah? What's the key to that? Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 says, For it is God who gives the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant which he swore to his ancestors as it is today. That's an inheritance wealth, transfer of money from other bank accounts into your bank account because God knows he trusts you and what you will do with that money what's the key to that? clearly God, he gives you the ability to produce wealth so I'm going to tell you about a door and then we'll finish Just because of time, I'm going to tell you about Argentina next time. And fiery coals, and seraphim, and cherubim, sorry, and Ezekiel. Because I want to talk about a door. So just coming into the presence of God, taking his hand, being in the heavenly courtrooms. And actually being familiar with those heavenly courtrooms. Hey. And I feel a workshop coming on. (laughs) Because I think that's what we need. Because I think we need more than a Sunday night for this. How to enter those heavenly courtrooms. Yeah? Ha. Didn't expect to say that, God. I think I've just landed myself with a roll there. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Although the core leadership might say in behind doors, Mark, why do you say that? Wait, you know, that's right now, but anyway. So I was familiar with those heavenly courtrooms. Very familiar. But Paul Kane came to this region. How long ago, Alan? S- recently. Four months ago, he might have had a parrot, (laughs) but he didn't, and I couldn't make, I think I was actually away, and and the time we went to Sunderland, he'd, he'd actually been ill in that morning, wasn't it, Juliet, on the Sunday morning, so he wasn't there. And people were t- telling me about Paul Kane and this whispering angel. Yeah? yeah. Right. So William Bing came up to me on the Sunday morning in Sunderland and said, Mark, I want to pass on an impartation I got at Paul Kane on Friday night. And it's about a whispering angel. And as people know, I'm very dramatic when I get prayed for. I flip and flop and fall over. Um, I just felt just a great sense of peace, which was good, because it was in the middle of a service and I didn't want to disrupt anything. So it was just, okay, I received that by faith, that impartation. And, because I've got the date here, on November the 19th, lying on this floor, having gone through some amazing times with with God and being in that courtroom I encountered the whispering angel and all the whispering angels said to me well whispered to me actually was see that door there see that door didn't say open it, didn't tell me what to do but just see that door As God says to Jeremiah, what do you see, Jeremiah? So I saw this door. I thought, that's a new door. Not seen that one before. So I entered it. And is Angela here tonight? Angela Urban. I don't think Angela's here. I haven't seen her. Um, Because she actually had because she came for the first time last month and she actually shared with me um, she said, "Ma, I'm surprised you didn't talk about the line of fiery angels I'm surprised you didn't talk about being turned into a two-edged sword I'm surprised you didn't talk about being molten with the fire of God because she had a picture very similar and we worked out that it was almost on the same night I said, no, because I'm going to talk about it tonight so, I entered this door, and I was between a line of fiery seraphim angels. And there was the wind that was associated with that, because we know the scripture talks about angels being like fire and like wind. Do we know those scriptures in Psalms? Yes, twice in Psalms. Well, once in Psalms, once in Hebrews. So, immediately I was set on fire, as I came up to the line of, of fiery angels. And I knew God wanted me to walk down the line of fire angels. And, 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 you know, also I knew I was on fire, right? I was already hot and burning. And I thought, Lord, there, there's this whole wind thing going on. And I know what happens to fires when you get wind on there. They get even more fiery. And I thought, I'm not sure if I could cope with this. But then I thought, well, I'm on fire anyway. So does more, you know, I, I so more. So I walked down, and there was fire, and there was wind, and I was melted into a two-edged sword. Not the two-edged sword, because that's Jesus, but a two-edged sword, which is symbolic of who Jesus is, and he is the Word of God, and actually we're meant to have the Word of God dwelling in us richly and by being that, are we not a two-edged sword when we actually speak it? Because actually if that dwells in us, we actually are the word of God as we speak it. Yes? And at that point, I was then able to cut the, pink, the ribbons that were over five doors. The colored ribbons over the five doors. At that point, until I was changed into a sword, I could not cut the ribbons. I could only see them. Talked about the pink room last week. I just want to talk about the red room very quickly and I'm going to skip a lot just because of time. And then we can go into ministry afterwards because that's the service will finish finished then. So as I went through the red door... And you'll have to listen to the tape last time. I was covered in eyes like Ezekiel, the wing creatures and all that sort of stuff, so I could see around. I stood on the springboard of faith, hope and love, which was on the threshold of the door. Go to, read about faith, hope and love. And it, it's obviously in the Bible, but faith, hope and love clearly work together a lot, a springboard into those rooms. I saw in the red door the blood of Jesus. I closed the door, I was immersed in the blood of Jesus. The blood was everywhere. It was in my eyes, up my nose, in my ears, everywhere. In my hair, between my toes, I was covered in the blood of Jesus. I breathed in the blood of Jesus. I didn't drown. It was like life. And with the eyes that I'd been given to see more clearly, and this, is, this was a, a prayer that Alan prayed for me, but then became a reality in heaven later, those eyes enabled me to see every corpuscle of blood. We know blood is made up of corpuscles, yes, cells, red cells, they're corpuscles. And as I looked at every corpuscle, there were words written on each blood cell. And the words said, Victor, Overcomer, and Winner, written on every blood cell of Jesus. Because he overcame, he won. Then I saw death, disease, cancer, and all that it appeared to try to be big and frightening and intimidating. And when I focused on that, it it appeared big, it appeared menacing. But then the Lord reminded me to focus on just one blood cell of the blood of Jesus. This is one blood cell, folks. This is what I saw in heaven. Ha! When you compared death, disease, etc, you put it in there to one blood cell. It was like comparing a pinhead to an elephant. The pinhead being death and disease and the elephant being one blood cell. In fact, the comparison was so much more than that, but that's all I could compare it to. So one blood cell of Jesus is so much bigger than all that the enemy has to throw at us. What is more, on each blood cell is written victor. Overcomer. Winner. So I go back and finish with the scripture that we heard this morning. That everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You have actually been united, connected, reconciled, one with Jesus Christ. Our Lord, our Saviour, our victor, our overcomer, our winner, our friend, our champion. He's the lover of our soul. He is so much for us. He shouts our name in heaven every second of every day. We are famous in heaven, friends. We are famous in heaven. (sighs) Ha! So I'm just going to pray, and I think Natasha and and the guys are happy just to to keep on playing if people want to respond, but this will be the official end, so if you want a cup of tea or cake, please feel free to do so. Um, But I'll just pray. Ha! Mmm! Whoa! So, Lord God, thank you for tea. (laughs) cups of tea thank you God that there's space here at the front for those that want to carry on father God and it doesn't matter whether you want a tea or you want to come here Jesus loves you amazingly you're amazing sons and daughters yeah ha Lord God we just thank you for this time we thank you for the blood of Jesus We thank you, God, that I made it through tonight without crying uncontrollably (laughs) because I cried on the plane for some time yesterday and a few days before. Lord God, thank you for what you've done already tonight. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Lord God, that even though this, this illustration isn't enough, it is not enough, to illustrate, Father God, the amazing power, completion of your blood. We just don't, we cannot comprehend. But thank you, God, that you give us almost like symbols and pictures to help us with that. And, and we can say, yes, I can get that. I can see that. But also knowing it is so much more. It is so much more. But Lord God, thank you That actually, we are covered with the blood. We are covered with the scent of a winner. We are covered with He who overcame. We are overcomers. So, Lord God, we just thank You that when things would confront us this week, that where there might be death, there might be disease, there might be things that are of the enemy that would want to uh, intimidate us, to take us off focus from you, that we know that your blood is more than enough. And in the picture, all I was doing was breathing it in, being immersed in the blood. And Lord God, maybe we should start by not doing, but by being in the blood, being in the blood. And that is part of the rest, my friends. So we work from the rest of being in the blood. So Father God, I just release visions, heavenly encounters right here, right now, Father God, that thank you, Father God, for, for how you've been speaking to people, Father God, right now. Lord God, that I would, that if anyone wants to just, uh, if they have 10 minutes, I would love to pray for you just to let you soak on the ground and encounter heaven. You just take the hand of Jesus and I'm happy to be a chaperone for that. And then I will let go of your hand because actually Jesus will have your hand and he will romance and dance with you into those heavenly courtrooms and you will be the best dancer that has ever lived because Jesus has your hand and he is showing you the steps he is showing you the steps wow so thank you god for this time thank you for those that are having tea thank you for those that are coming to the front right now we just thank you Jesus we just bless the band we just thank you father god for for we just thank you for the leadership here father god we just thank you for the freedom that is in this place in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Okay, Alan's just mentioned. Whoa, about the the um, the cuddly toy, because that always comes at the end. Yeah, and we are at the end, and. And Alan just reminded me of the fact that the, the cuddly toy really speaks of comfort. He is our comforter. And for those that have actually, um, uh, there's been death and disease, and actually you're saying, yes, but Mark, I know that. But actually, I could deal with some comfort. That the God of all comfort is here tonight to minister into that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for this precious time. Thank you, God. Amen, amen, amen.